Welcome to the Shire Fit Podcast. Okay, so we begin. So our first podcast, a lot of people ask us to do it live on Instagram. Um, I thought it'd be fantastic because it's going to put you under lots of pressure. No if problem. we mess it up, we've got evidence of it. Mm-hmm. People are going to see how I mess up things constantly from start to finish of doing the <laughs> podcast. A model, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, and then if you've got questions, I've got it on here as well, so I'll be able to see anyone that asks any questions. Um, we'll try and answer them as we go along. But today... We have got the best looking, you know, member of the team, slightly ahead of Courtney. Sorry, bro. <laughs> on par, on par. On par. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Dan Powell, our physio and, uh, and coach as well over here at Corby Location. Um, um, today we're going to be talking about competitions. Uh, mm-hmm. Dan, I thought I'd ask you about competition because you've done and you've got a bit of a history of doing quite a few comps, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. What have you done? before? Just uh, for a bit of a... Mainly just local competitions. A couple of like the... Uh, online qualifier ones like scale the heights and castle games things like that but mainly just local um ones around like northampton um back home birmingham way yeah um yeah but i'd say probably since like 2014 every year i've done one or two competitions yeah that's why i thought it'd be great to have you on because you've got a bit of a history of doing lots of mm. competitions especially local ones which yeah. is um for a lot of people actually the first step isn't it into yeah. the competition world but competitions where's it all start how did it start well competition started with crossfit so um the story of crossfit if you don't really know what, what sort of happened or where it came from you've got someone called greg glassman um he was a high level american gymnast uh didn't quite make it in terms of representing uh the us and things like that and competing professionally but um as a teen he obviously competed to a really high level he then became a pt uh, and was going around pt and actually gold's gyms and um and then over in california started coming up with some different ideas himself in his garage and that's where he came up with the idea of doing Fran because he put the 21 pull-ups that he could do and he tried to find a movement that did uh, use the whole body where the thruster came from and he started he did the thruster um, and he said that he basically did the workout completely died on the floor then ran across the road and got his neighbor to come and try the workout his neighbor couldn't finish it and died so then and he's like right this is what I need to be doing um, he started to do it in things like goals gyms and all different gyms running he's PTing until they started to kick him out because he was doing crazy stuff they were what he was doing and also he was getting a lot of clientele base so then he found a I believe it was jiu-jitsu uh, gym and then asked them to rent a little bit of space from it to have a CrossFit gym and he started running his gym he then created the word CrossFit did all those things and then obviously CrossFit just slowly from there someone contacted him and said could I open one down the road he said yeah sure give me five I think it's something like $500 you can do it from then on and that was it and they set it up and obviously now we're at um, I believe we're about 14,000 affiliates worldwide which is pretty amazing to think how quickly it's grown over such a short time but the whole idea of it being created was to try and find like or try and create the best model to make the fittest person there is the most all-round best person in terms of physical capabilities and that's where the crossfit games come from question for you do you know what year because you said you've been revising for the last 24 hours do you know what year the first crossfit games ever was 2008 
Oh, that's so close. 2007. But I, I always, I actually thought it was 2008 as well. So 2007 was the first CrossFit Games. Um, if you've watched recent ones, it was at the ranch. Remember the yeah, ranch? Yeah. Um, the ranch in California. Um, and they wanted to test out the fittest or try and find the fittest athlete there was. There's a documentary um, on YouTube, which is like an hour long. I can't remember what it's called. I'll have a search whilst Dan's talking in a minute. but um, And it's a documentary of that series of people yeah. training for it and doing it back in the day at the ranch. Uh, it was completely different to what any most of us know now as CrossFit because they had like a big metal drum. Do you remember that? No. They had a big metal drum and they literally had a load of movements in there, a load of reps and things like that. They turned it. Oh, <laughs> Corny! Corny! Um, <laughs> um, oh, it's okay, you're safe. Um, we, uh, yeah, you turned it. They picked out some movements and some rep range and that was where the workout got that's created brilliant. from. Um, hence what the, the term hopper comes uh, from because that's what it was called. From, right. uh, so, yeah, so that's how it all started in terms of the history of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Another question for you. Maybe you can jump in, Courtney, as well, if you know. Do we know any past CrossFit Games athletes, if we, like, rewind back to 2007? Do you know who was the first person to win the uh, the CrossFit Games? Jack Well, yeah, I don't like to say. No, no, Is definitely not. Win that, Chris? Uh, no, no. Do you know someone called James Fitzgerald? Yeah. Yeah, he was the first one in 2007 um... to win it. Um, and then I didn't know the female, uh, Jolie Gentry. But if we go to 2008, it will suddenly start to think, ah, oh, okay, you'll start remembering some names. Um, so, next one, do we know who 2008 winners was? When did like Jason Kleeper? Yeah, is that Jason? Kleeper? Perfect. Yeah, Jason yeah. Kleeper. Because I remember, I remember watching that, and then straight after he won the CrossFit Games, he opened his first gym, oh. um, CrossFit or NorCal CrossFit. Um, so that's when some of the names started to come through. You saw 2009. We saw like Miko Salo come mm. out of nowhere. Um, we saw Annie Thora's daughter. There's that video of Annie Thora's daughter, uh, daughter not being able to do muscle ups. Mm. Um, that's from that one there. But now, if we think that was 2009. Rewind or forward wide, sorry, to 2015, 16, 17, and you see what Annie Thor's daughter can do now. It was a completely different ball game. Completely different ball game. And that's where the whole competition scale has completely changed because it went from um, us initially, people just doing CrossFit, and if you could do a pull up, you're going to be pretty high level. Whereas now you need to be doing like 20, 30 unbroken mm-hmm. muscle ups, and then you'll be talking CrossFit games or getting close <laughs> to doing that. And the standard is so much higher because obviously there's more and more people doing it. Um, from your evidence or what you've seen from terms of standards, from even for yourself, where you started, where you're at now, the competition side from local scene, have you seen anything sort of develop or change? Um, yeah, I think it, it changed and then it's going back again which I think is good so um, I think it's quite surprising that the people that I saw years ago are still the people that are going to the local comps which I think is really good mm. um, I think gymnastic wise some competitions like we get the few around here that are a little bit we say at a higher level than like just a normal local box like there was 20 muscle ups for time as a buy in for one workout and I never would have seen that four years ago as you say it would have been jumping pull-ups or ring yeah. rows and things like that um so some are definitely going as a more kind of hardcore version of workouts um but i think maybe the volume as well slightly more volume now yeah um there seem to be like four or five workouts like within the space of 
and like you said hours. hard yeah. with lots of reps and lots yeah. of things to do yeah I completely I completely agree I've seen that lows now in terms of when I started doing it especially if you wanted to be really good at it like my yeah. first competition I couldn't do double unders um, I couldn't do double unders just about had pull ups and stuff like that and I think I came second and that was called fittest, fittest in the Midlands mm. it was called whereas now if you had fitness in the Midlands you'd need to have all those prerequisite yeah. skills developed in there already so I know that the top end scale is is increased loads and it continues to increase as you know as it as more and more people get involved yeah. i think some of the numbers i think for the first so for the 2007 crossfit games uh i think 60 people turned up because you could just turn up and do it back then and last year i think it was a half a million people that entered the open so in terms of actually the scale the of increase and yeah. growth they've had uh questions so far uh, okay, some great questions. Dan really small? Is he just a long way from the camera? Yeah. <laughs> Why has Dan got a shirt on? That's true as that well. Is true. That is true and different. I didn't know he'd be taken off for like. Uh, you could do in a bit, mate. That's yeah. lame on the top. Yeah, if you carry on watching, it'll happen. Yeah. Um, so we want to talk about like the growth of CrossFit competitions, and for me, really, it's a lot of it is actually um, the standard has increased massively. The number of people now entering to do them has increased loads and also then the offering has increased loads so i remember when it first started you'd have to travel quite a bit to go and compete whereas now like you said there's local yeah. competitions like everywhere like they seem to especially They're in the constant, uk scene, aren't they yeah there's, there's absolutely loads mm. um all you have to do now is search online and mm. you'll see like hundreds of competitions weekends popping up and i think it's a way that different affiliates can earn some extra income as well by holding those comps um and that's something you've done quite a lot of now haven't you? you've gone yeah. around basically wrecking it up at yeah. local gyms yeah. winning bags of protein and coming home that's how, how i get by mate <laughs> can't make a living yeah um what have you seen those kind of comps are they right as in have you seen any kind of change or um, uh, what are they all about so people can get a better understanding of like the, the local competitions i think they're a really good really good atmosphere the majority of them there's a really good atmosphere and as i say you you tend to see the same people um every time you go to them so you you, you kind of build up a little community of people that you do comps with which i think is nice as well um some are I think some are better ran than others. I think programming is pretty good at some of the times. Like I, I think it's a bit can be a bit shocking, and probably doesn't complement well. And it kind of you have to be sensible yeah. with how you attack the workouts. Um, but I think that's where like the education before you get into competitions is like really, really important. Really important. Yeah. Um, and you can probably tell what type of gym it is by their programming on the competition day. So if they are quite focused on heavy lifting, you'll generally see quite a lot of one rep max stuff or heavy barbell work or heavy deadlifts. Whereas other gyms that are probably a little bit more um, varied with their programming, you will probably get a better, yep. um, like a more level playing field with things. A bit more oh, gymnastics, yeah. a bit lighter barbell. Um, and I think the RX and the scaled is, is getting quite tricky to differentiate between as well. You see some people in the scaled competition that really good like ridiculously strong and they're just wiping the floor with the scaled athletes but I think That's they amazing. don't yeah yeah 100% um, I just don't think they think that they I think they'd rather win a scale than lose an RX and I think yeah. that's the tricky bit at the minute with the kind of local competitions is where you feel you sit within yeah completely ranking. agree so like local competitions for those of you who haven't done them before are basically um, usually gym owners 
or, or gym businesses that want to hold a weekend competition, try and bring yeah. people into their gym, um, obviously bringing some extra income and it's opportunity for them to show off what they do and how they do things. Um, and like you said, there'll be the competitions are so varied and different. <clears throat> so it's quite hard to generalize what yeah. happens because you, as those you visited different CrossFit gyms now know the size is different, the layout's different, the equipment's slightly different. Um, but I think that's also makes crossfit what it is in the yeah. sense that you can go around and see different places they run differently their competitions are different um and it's always a really good learning experience in terms of going to them and just into a different environment and getting after something and doing it but i completely agree i think um in terms of local competitions the way they've changed for me really um they've actually become a little bit more competitive yeah so for me i remember when i started doing local comps they were literally you'd go there and it's all about like having a barbecue having like just having a laugh whereas for from what I've seen is it's slowly changed the sense of now actually people want to go there and they want to do really well mm. and perform well and I'm and that's definitely not a negative thing because it's only pushing the boundaries of what people are capable of doing mm. um, so I think yeah the involvement of things like sponsors the involvement of prize money the involvement of paying to actually do the competition um, but that's that was always going to happen because the organizers need to bring in a, some kind of form of money yeah. money income in order to actually survive and continue doing it. So, whereas before it was pretty much like, we're going to throw down at this box yeah. uh, where the barbecues yeah. are and you go and do it. So things have definitely like, what well, I would say is professionalized slightly. Yeah. But the nice thing is it isn't like the CrossFit Games when you right. go to those local comps, which is often a perception of what it is. Um, we were laughing about the whole scale and RX thing because there was um, when we competed in Cyprus a few weeks ago there's a scaled and RX category and like there was a someone in the scale category that was beating most of the RX people at the workouts um, so we were like stood back like why is why yeah. like why but that's often things like confidence people aren't sure what to enter um, people don't they want to try and win and that sometimes can be a negative mm. um, in terms of like you know do it going into yeah. the competition and competing so that's for me where competitions are slowly changing and as you might have seen recently the whole dynamic has completely changed in the way now it's going to happen in the future we're going to move on to that in a bit we had a good question here from amy which was what's the best way to prep for a comp if you don't know what the workouts will be damn um talk us through that and then i'll sort of generalize it as well at the end yeah i i probably wouldn't put too much i wouldn't overthink it um i've trained right up until a comp before and i've also had a week off before a competition before i personally perform better if i just carry on my normal training mm. the only thing i'd probably avoid is the day before doing anything that you know you're going to be really sore so any high, like high volume squats or anything like that or anything that's really going to tax your like central nervous system i'd probably avoid but um yeah so i think you just need to rest plenty eat plenty and just carry on with a normal training maybe just take down the volume slightly um just so that you're feeling fresh for for the day but i yeah i've learned not i've been into comments before and sore and a bit tired and actually had some of the best workouts that you know better than i think i could have done before but yeah, yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't overthink it too yeah. much i completely agree i think um people can get a bit too hell-bent on what the workout is what you're doing um and all those kind of things and actually like if you're if you're if you're doing using that training model and following the functional fitness crossfit training model you're going to be best prepared as you can be for that comp at that time um so a lot of people get bent up on like oh well i haven't done pull-ups for a while or i need to get them mm. i need to do that if you choose the right level of competition 
then you're going to be already anyway in terms of if you choose to go scaled RX, find a team comp that's scaled RX, all those kind of things. Um, but actually, in terms of your individual performance, you will be ready if you're following the training model. Don't get too bent up on like what if you've got this movement, that movement. Mm. Um, it's very much in the sense of following your training. I think looking at it more specific, the question really was the best way to prep for competitions where you don't know what's going to be coming in it it's exactly the same as what you all do coming into yeah. Shire Fit or into a CrossFit gym every single day you don't know what you're going to do but you go in there and you attack it as best as you can and that's how I would personally treat a competition um, in terms of getting after it and actually not overthinking it too much and just having fun and enjoying mm. the experience um, in terms of training what's your view in terms what have you seen in the industry in terms of people competing training for competition how things have evolved from obviously the last few years I think people are strong, getting strong. Like mm. the what I always struggle with the one rep max stuff. Yeah, you know, you know not all the strongest you mate. Yeah. Um, and but I mean, I think I'm slowly like chipping away. I'm slowly getting there. But it always amazes me how I wouldn't always say how well people lift, but how much people people lift. Um, I think my, I think the bit that I find a bit of a shame is there's never a lot of gymnastics involved. Um or medium to high level gymnastics and I, I hope it changes a little bit to involve that um, but I, I would say I think it went through a stage every competition I went to there was always a one rep max something in, or like a three rep max hang snatch and, and things like that and I, I do think that maybe slowly now it's getting away from that a little bit um, but yeah, I, th I don't think they're changing too much. I think, think people are just getting stronger. And I think people want to watch people lift heavy as well. And I yeah, think they that's always the thing. Program yeah, it's a spectator that. sport as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think, yeah, uh, they're, they're just so different. I mean, like you, you said before that competition you watched a few weeks ago that it was like four AMRAPs back to back for a workout and perhaps not the best programmed competition, but they're all so different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's... I think because there are so many now that you can't actually predict what's going to happen. Yeah, agreed. I think the, the way that people train for competitions has changed yeah. now because... Um because of uh, things like social media, Instagram, Facebook, it's now quite uh, it's accessible or quite easy to become insta-famous through CrossFit mm. and competing, even if you compete uh, at smaller local level competitions. Um, so because of that, people have taken the whole situation a little bit more seriously. Yeah. That's definitely something I've seen change. Um, so in turn, people have definitely taken or made their training more serious. Mm. The first thing I've seen with people wanting to compete is people going... I need to get on this training program. I need mm. to be doing this. I need to be doing this. I need to deload into the competition. I need to uh, make sure I've got this. And the, all all these different metrics set for them to make sure they feel the best possible. And the problem is that's gone up from a high level, which at the professional level or at the you know the highest level of competing in functional fitness there is now, there is definitely all those things. All the one percents, as I call yeah. them, following the perfect plan, getting the nutrition. Um, all those different kind of things, 100%. But the problem is that's trickled down now. And I think because it's quite easy within CrossFit and functional fitness to compare yourself 
to those athletes. Mm. Whereas if you think about a local footballer, they often don't compare themselves to Man United. Yeah. It's quite easy for us to go, well, I can do Fran in five minutes and mm. Josh Bridges can do it in two. So I'm not that far off. So it makes people feel like they, they, they need to be worrying yeah. about those yeah. little 1%. So big thing is training programs. People are definitely always on the whole, I need to follow a certain training program. Um, for me personally, a lot of the people that are entering local comps, the lower level competitions want to be actually concentrating on being coached mm. and coached well in order to move efficiently, move better, because that's going to be their first important step rather than trying to follow this perfect program. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you now that there is very rarely a perfect program as you as an individual. From there, you've got those building blocks. And then I think I would say the best thing from there is the add-ons to what you're doing at the minute at your gym. So as an example, Dan, if you're following the Shirefit program like you do and like I do, you know there's things that you want to work on, like you said, with your strength. So you, at yeah. the minute, you have little add-ons where you yeah. try and do a little bit extra volume of something that you know. If your lifting's here and your strength and your wads are here and gymnastics here, you know you want to increase your lifting. A, mm. a general program that people gym right in gyms is going to be quite all-rounded. So you might have to add some more volume in to actually get better at those things. I think things. that's the good way of thinking about it. It should be the classes and then your extra add-ons yeah. rather than... I think it's going a little bit more towards the... You've got a training program as your program, and then classes are becoming the add-ons, which yeah. is, the, to me, the most important bit—the the actual coaching and you know all the all the processes going into that program and why we're doing it and different en energy systems we're targeting and things like that. That should be the main focus. Smashed it completely. Agree. No, I completely agree with that. Um, and then once you get to that point where yeah, now you're starting to compete at that higher level, then individualized programming, extra add-on things that you mm -hmm. want to get better at, concentrating on the small little bits, chasing for sponsorship, chasing for followers, all those things can follow up with that. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a, in a minute about in terms of where the sport's going in the future and how it's definitely professionalizing. Um, another epic question uh, we've got: Will Shire ever try and put on a comp? Um, you never know what the future is going to hold in terms of what we do. Obviously, we hold our sort of charity competition every year. Um, I've never wanted to like close a gym in order to run competitions unless it was for a good reason. So obviously, we close on we close that one weekend where we hold it in the order for us to um, be able to run a charity competition. So that's in pairs. So that's obviously our way of putting a competition across. Uh, maybe in the future we might do but it's definitely not in the pipeline right now but we do feed into those the people that want to do competitions in terms of saying we follow we do the open we have the charity competition we do things like valentine's competitions where we do things and it's all of it's towards raising money for charity and then likewise when people want to go and compete in local competitions either myself or one of the team will always try and free up our diary to go across and go and help and support and coach people through what, what through those uh, and exactly what we're going to be doing um, another question there was will we still have the open at Shire Fit next year and how will the new games f format change or how is it going to be yeah we'll still do the CrossFit games we'll still have Friday night lights with the DJ DJ gains um, all the lights set up everything you know everything set up as we have done each year um, I don't think it's going to change whatsoever really in terms of the way we follow it as a gym mm. and the way uh, normal normal uh, athletes would I say or normal members follow it I think the it's different for the games athletes and we can probably move on to that now um for those that don't know what sort of happened in terms of the change within the crossfit games and the development um the well it's they've changed the whole format of getting into actually qualifying for the game so 
they have um, sanctioned events, um, so big competitions where uh, I think you're are you invited or you have, you have to do online qualifiers and yep. some are invited, aren't they? Yeah. I think. Um, and if you win one of the nine sanctioned events, at the minute there's get, nine. I think there's yeah, a few more now. I think there's an announced, a, yeah. Then you get to the games through winning that competition, um, which yeah, I think it's a really good way of. It's kind of it reminds me a little bit like how tennis do it, isn't it? As in, like all year round, they've got tournaments to go like big, and each one is as um, popular as, as the other one. Um, so I think it actually make CrossFit a little bit more televised, and there'll be more coverage on it. You'll be able to watch the athletes that you follow on Instagram that you watch all the time doing lots of competitions. So there's more. Um, yeah, they're more available to go and watch them and see good level competitions instead of just waiting for regionals or, or yeah. the games um, and then with the Open it's one person from each country that's how they're doing it isn't it yeah um, if you quali- yeah if you win the Open in, your con- in the country then you get an invite to yeah why well, are you smiling this oh, I was just <laughs> laughing at the comments so it's amazing yeah I recommend getting live on Instagram if you <laughs> and checking that out but um, yeah, no, so it's going right. to be bigger though, isn't it? So massively. So uh, what happened with the CrossFit Games? I think it was 2010. It started. Uh, too many people were trying to enter, go and do it. And they're like, wow, actually, we've got people and affiliates all around the world now starting to grow. So they said we're going to create a, a sectional. So that orig- originally there was a sectional, then a regional, then a CrossFit Games. So I remember the sectional was in the UK, and mm. I think I just started doing CrossFit then. So I I was just reading about it whilst it was on. But it was in the UK, up in Bolton, I think it was held. And you did like, and the organiser came up with the wads. Right. Whoever, I think, got the top five places, then got invited to go to regionals. And then the, the, the top three or five or whatever they did back then, then went to the games. Uh, what they ended doing then was then creating the Open. So the Open got created, they got rid of sectionals. And then they said, right, now the next thing is we're going to go Open so everyone can do it. Then you go to regionals. Then you go to the games, and obviously that's been what's been happening over yeah. the years, and that's growing bigger and bigger, and it definitely has. And people, people's interest in spectating it has. There's been a lot of athletes that have been able to make it their, you know, their lifestyle in terms of training, yeah. and competing because of it, and the coverage it created. But then we just saw it suddenly, bam, change over one week. Everything just went and changed. So what they do now, as Dan explained, they have sanctioned events. Um, I can't. There's quite a few here now they've announced, but there's ones all over the world. There's Dubai, Australia, uh, Waterpalooza in Miami, Cape Town, one in London now, China, loads in America, Italy, Brazil. So there's lots of different ones around the world. They're sanctioned events. They are run by a separate entity. So say, for instance, we, we could potentially in the future hold the Shire Fit Games. And that's an opportunity for people to do a online qualifiers. If they win, um, they get a place to the CrossFit Games if it's a sanctioned event. If the team, the, in the team variation of the competition win it, they get a place to the Games. And like you said, the Open still happens as normal. I'm still sure there'll be hundreds of thousands of people enter it. And it's the fittest in each country that will get invited to the games. So the format's completely different because of uh, because of all these now individual events and things that are involving lots of different sponsors, a lot of prize money now. I think I can't remember the Dubai Championship. I'm gonna try and find out. It's but quite the, a lot, wasn't it? Yeah, the prize money for that was amazing. You do you you know the, if, even if you just got uh, qualified, you'd get a lot of money for going. Oh, the event wins were quite a lot as well, weren't they? The event Breach. wins, yeah. and then obviously winning the competition yeah. was was huge. So um, so yes. Yeah, so so there's a lot more money in it now. So what do, 
in terms of where I think is going to change, I think the whole competition side of things is going to change because it's going to become way more professional. There's going to be a lot more opportunity now for athletes to become professional athletes with higher levels of sponsorship because more opportunity for coverage for them as athletes, mm. more prize money, all those different kind of things. So I think um, it's actually a positive for those medium to high level athletes that are pushing for the games and re um, at regionals. It's going to be opportunity for them to probably gain more sponsors, make it more of a lifestyle rather than which the big model at the minute is they coach and train mm. and compete. Um, I don't know. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's going yeah. to happen? I, I think, uh, I think it's a shame for some people that had their goal to get to regionals. Yeah. Um, obviously for them, it's probably, it's, going to be harder to oh, qualify yeah, for, yeah. For even to get into the big event it's going to be harder to qualify so they might not have as much media exposure as they probably were able to get before um, but I like the fact that it's it's less emphasis on the Open because I think the Open is a really good format but I always found it a little bit strange that you can just keep redoing a workout over and over again until you get a better score at least yeah. with it being like there's no, no other sport that you will do that you then redo it and see if you can beat it. Like if you're watching football, rugby, playing golf or something, you know, it's 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 a really weird format to try and qualify for something. You should be on the day if you can do it. You So I do like how it's going in that sense because, you know, it's on the day, isn't it? You perform on the day, you get through. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Open, I think can, you can get very caught up in trying to just beat yourself over and over again. and Definitely. Um I completely agree. I think it's going to be really exciting watching these. Yeah. I think the important bit is that all these different sex, uh, sanctioned events, they call mm. them, yeah, sanctioned events, uh, are going to be under, like, have lots of coverage of the events, yeah. whether it be on YouTube and things, for for people to become spectator sport, because people do love watching it. They're like, mm. like if I, if I asked people like 10 years ago, would you watch people do workout? People would be like, yeah, cheers, mate. But actually now it's such a big sport and it's yeah. growing very, and it, it's growing really quickly. Obviously it's nowhere near on the scale of other sports, but it's growing very, very quick, which shows it's good. Um, that probably moves on to, in terms of, we've looked at like lower local competitions um, and then the build up towards going to the CrossFit Games. What do you think are your key positive and negative things with, sort of with competition? Um, posi- with doing one yeah I think positive um, is it's a good way to have an outlet to show all the work you've put in as in um, it's nice to have something to work towards um, so all the training that you do in the gym like when you come and do your programming without a goal to say like oh, I'm going to do this competition in three months time you can get to a point where you, you kind of question why why you're doing it obviously you want to be fitter and stronger but it's very hard to um like aim for something that there's nothing to ever compete for does that make sense yeah i think in the box you obviously have the same people day in day out you generally stick to the same class times that you have as well so you see the same people i think it's just really good to go um meet new people compete against new people see what they're like and and kind of how you compare to them the negative to that is how you compare to them as well as in like yeah. if you're if you think you're going to perform better than you do how you react to that yeah um and try you know try and look at things in a positive way like i know i've done competitions before and i've had every excuse as to why i didn't do any better like our oh, programming didn't suit me or I had loads of no reps on something and at the end of the day it doesn't really matter as in everyone it's the same for everyone there you just got to 
Yeah, I think just try and try and enjoy it and and see it as a little bit more of uh, you just hitting your milestones. You just kind of seeing it as a bit of a target that you want to get to. Maybe next time when you do a competition, you want to aim for that one place higher. Um, it might expose some weaknesses, and you can see them in a good light. Like, oh, I wasn't very good at that in this comp. Maybe in the open gym that I've have an additional to my programming, I can start working on, you know chest to bar pull-ups or something like that so i think it's really good um for just setting yourself some some goals really yeah completely agree i think uh, i think you nailed it there like the, uh, for, for me the negatives uh, of doing competitions it all depends on the kind of person you are um and i've seen people that do competitions and it eats them up mm. and it takes over their life and they stress they worry um, about something they shouldn't be they should be looking forward to that mm. situation so it'd be they stress about their training and lead up to it they worry about the event they don't enjoy the day of their doing them mm. competition because uh, because they just they've, they've built it up too much in their head so I would definitely say if you want to go and try a competition look at it as opportunity to have fun and if you, if you know it's going to stress you out to a, a ridiculously high scale where you're not going to enjoy it there's probably no point in doing it mm. um that's a big thing for me in terms of individuals going to do a competition positives of that put yourself outside your comfort zone massive one i think you have to do it i think crossfit does that really well day to day in the gym um it's going to challenge you it's going to be an opportunity to test yourself against like other people from outside of your gym like you said um and it's an opportunity for you basically to see where you're at or where yeah. you think you're at and what you might want to be working on get better at um and also it's a bit of a feat to see if you enjoy it like yeah. i know for me the reason i enjoy entering competitions occasionally is it gives me that competitive edge back um, which I used to have through other outlets in sport which I don't do anymore so uh, doing these competitions enable me to be competitive to try and win and that's what I that's what I really enjoy I don't do much winning but I try so that's the important bit but uh, yeah so uh, that's 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 for me in terms of the negative thing within CrossFit I think competitions can promote people to uh to you know move badly and complete tasks instead of instead of actually doing the things well um i think it i like it probably this will ruffle a few feathers but basically for me i think people um think they're too big time because they're good at fitness does that make sense yeah so people people elevate their own status because they because they can do lots of burpees and some muscle ups, mm. and sometimes it makes them feel like they're better than someone else that can't. Yeah. And I think the problem, and I think if we strip back, actually, what CrossFit was all about back in the day, was that you're all there to support each other and get after yeah. it. And that's why I do enjoy the local comps because yeah. I feel they still, some of the definitely some of them, and we've seen a few recently, um, still have that. Um, like you probably saw it on the weekend yeah. um, over at Valencia and lots of level local competitions all over the UK do it and the world but um, I think as you slowly step out of that there's a lot of people that do take themselves super seriously um, and they forget the where they started and mm-hmm. what other people are doing um, on the counter to that there's loads of amazing super high level athletes super humble uh, always helping out setting a really good example of what we're all about which is good yeah. um, and I think the positive to, to doing or the, the you know people that enter crossfit competitions and all these local ones is um it's a good income for business owners it's only going to get the name out more it gives you guys the opportunity to go and test yourself whereas you know with some sports 
you know, you're never going to have the opportunity to work out next to someone that's way, way better than you or does it as a job, which, you know, like I had the opportunity down the weekend and I would yeah. never done that. Well, I could never turn up and go, oh, I'm going to play Man U next week. So that's a, that's a really, really good positive as well because it makes you like want to work for it and get better. Um, so, yeah, I think doing competitions is fantastic. As long as you know you're going to enjoy the situation, yeah. it's going to feed you to want to get better and not eat you up too much yeah. you agree yeah I agree and I, I don't particularly like doing individual competitions I think for that I think I will start to do a few more next year but up until I think my first comp I did it was as an individual and was probably one of the worst experiences of also my life. before you before you carry on as well we've got King Dave watching who's like one of the most famous judges CrossFit judges in nice. the UK so no pressure okay oh god dear <laughs> uh, it was probably one of the worst competitions I've ever done I'd only been doing CrossFit for a couple of months and um, I think it was like the first workout was thrusters and burpees and like, I don't think I'd ever done a thruster before and it was like 35 <laughs> on I was like oh this is easy and I remember doing my 21 it was 21.59 I couldn't do the 15 thrusters because I'd gone that hard in the 21 thrusters and burpees. I was like peeling myself off the floor. Yeah. I got time capped and like, I went from winning the first 21 thrusters to dead last out of like 60 competitors. And I think that's me just being very like immature to the whole competition thing. Like just not knowing what I was getting myself into. So I yeah. think knowing what they're all about is a really good, um, really good start. So even going to watch one or what I prefer, like pairs or, or team ones. I much prefer to do a pairs comp or, or a team comp um, just because I love that whole interaction. I love playing to people's strengths, a little bit more strategy with the workout. And then I think because I've done the past few years, they've all been pairs comps. Now I feel a bit more ready to do individual ones. Yeah. Um, so I think there's loads of different, let's say there's different levels of competitions and different formats which might suit you better than others. So, you know, Go to your comfort zone to begin with if you want to get into comps, but you're a little bit nervous, and then you can easily work your way up. Completely agree. I think team comps is a wicked yeah. uh, way of getting involved with CrossFit. I think uh, there's loads of team competitions that get held, and they're literally what CrossFit is about. Working together, having a laugh, having fun. Um, it's so much easier walking onto a competition floor in your team than on your own. Yeah. I know yeah. that. Like feels so much better when you go on a team of four because yeah. you know you've got people on your side to help you mm -hmm. whereas when when you're on your own you're on your own and you walk out of competition it's a dark four. day it's a dark day yeah i've had many dark days like that before <laughs> mate. and uh yeah you you do so i think team competitions are really 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 good yeah. way of introducing yourself into competitions mm -hmm. um and i always offer myself as anyone that ever wants to do team competitions you would definitely do it as well wouldn't you mm, yeah if there's any members or people in the area that want to do them just let us know we'll always come down and have a laugh and yeah. we'll definitely have a laugh and oh you, I, you yeah, yeah I have sure. a laugh I always use you're wear. a nightmare do not <laughs> partner with Jack he's a nightmare absolutely I have nightmare. not a nightmare fantastic to pair it with you made me um, do like Max Cal on the ski <laughs> before the competition last time um, so yeah so I think but I think like just the most important bit and if you want to do these competitions if you've just started getting the CrossFit and you're interested in it um, is to make sure you're going to enjoy it and the whole idea of doing those things is have fun you know yeah. like um, like any other local sport you don't do it because you hate it it's going to stress you out yeah. you do it because it's yeah. enjoyable um, you're training into those competitions to begin with don't don't go crazy with it like you don't need to right. you don't need to overthink your training um, and the more you do and the more you train the more you understand what your weaknesses are yeah. so you can start to hopefully help them out a little bit you know increase a little bit of volume add, have some little add-ons to help you but I think that's, that's the key bit like a little bit of add-ons yeah a little like, bit yeah we've had to yeah I think people 
people just think more is better, don't they? With, with yeah. training, we have a few people that that train here that you know for hours will will work out and do loads of different things. And you really got to think about you can have an hour and make that a really productive time and really additional to your training because more isn't always. Completely uh, agree. Yeah, intensity trumps other things like if you yeah. need development of strength and things like that um but yeah you don't need to go crazy with all these extra training right. and and you know and doing lots of crazy things just go there and, and go and enjoy the experience and as you do it more then you can speak to the coach and team or your coaches if you train another gym about what you're doing but yeah completely agree i think the final bit we said about was the future of crossfit comps I think there's going to be more and more lower level competitions for people to enter because it's a really good way for gym owners to like, you know, bring people to their gym, get branding out there, bring some income in. Um, so I think there's going to be lots of more opportunities. There's definitely now a big emphasis on team mm. team workouts where it never used to be. Never used to be team competitions, but now there's loads and they're everywhere. Um, I guarantee you can pretty much find one every weekend somewhere near you. Um, so I think lower level, there's going to be a lot more popping up. There's now a lot more of these like medium to higher level competitions now that involve sponsorship, money, prize money, qualifiers to uh, to enter and all those kind of things. There's definitely more of them now starting to branch out. So that gives a platform for more people to get better, get their name out there and compete. And then we now obviously all discuss the sanction events, the CrossFit Games. I think that's going to get way more... Um, you know way more famous athletes mm. are going to get out there a lot more now they're going to get an opportunity to get sponsorship um so i think it's uh probably moving the right direction for what it needed to do anyway mm. for growth and to be uh to change any more questions courtney where are we at um we have a message from luke a very important message saying what yeah why is dan so good looking yeah yeah there's been there's been loads of loads of messages dan about why you're so good looking i can't read i can't find the ones about me though they can't be on. They must be oh, on a different thread. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Definitely delete it. You must have done. Yeah. <laughs> kind of um, everything, can you, mate? Do you, do you agree? Do you, what do you think about the whole like future? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think if it keeps going how it is going, I say it'll be like similar to tennis. Like I think they might even get televised at some point, yeah. as in um, spread throughout the year. You'll have these competitions that is very well like based on media. You can put it on the TV, watch it. Um, I think yeah, I think it's good for people that are getting into the um, competitions. They might get a little bit more media attention and be able to become like full-time athletes with it. Um, I think it's a good way of doing it. I think the like, I love watching regionals. I loved it. Like I'd wait all year for the regionals to come up and like watch all the heats. And the, each week it'd be really good to see the different regionals um, battling it out. Whereas this, it just gives it more like output. So it's just more throughout the year which I think is really good because there isn't really much else that goes on. Is no, there's there? not. You used like to wait. Tried, you used yeah. to wait until February and then like, get excited. And then they do the Dubai Fitness, but it's really hard to watch like those online and things like that. Yeah. So I think the coverage will be yeah will really be key positive thing. For any of really you that are what, the, doing the sanctioned events, yeah. listen to Dan coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's so important it is. Yeah. But um, if you do want to do some little local competitions, if you've got questions about that, you've got questions about training, things you want to get better at, um, that's where you want to speak to the team. So send us an email, team at shire.fit. Send us a message on social on the big man courts. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get back to you and he'll sort of get in touch with us for any questions that you send via social media um but yeah or just come and ask us pop in and come and ask us we're always there to sort of help and uh and help you guys move forward but uh if you enjoyed the live stream of this 
then let us know. I don't know, you know, there's people watching it. We've got people, you know, and there's people who have watched it from start to finish. So that's good. Well, we want, how many thousands are watching it now, Courts? Um, I think it's now, it was 4,000 at the start, now it's 7,000. Excellent, oh, 7,000, nice. fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, no, Dan, put it there, bro. Thanks for Did jumping you, on the no podcast. And uh, we will be back next week with some more topics. But likewise, we talked about this because people asked about it. We will put out topics that people ask about and want to know about. So if, you, if you've got any other topics, maybe we'll leave it live for another minute or two so people can comment anything they'd like to know about. If it's, <laughs> as long as it's not relevant to Coach Dan being good looking and his beauty regime. We could do one on no, that. No yeah. regime. Just make it like it. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> and we'll speak to you next week.